This week, my guest is Daniel Gonzalez of Boudreaux Automotive. Sit tight, because you don't want to miss it. This week, my guest is Daniel Gonzalez of Boudreaux Automotive. Sit tight, because you don't want to miss it. Hey, Daniel, welcome to Ratchet and Rich Radio. Hey, good to, good to be here. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your shop. Um, well, I have a, a three-bay shop, um, three lifts and one flat bay um, here in Holliston, Massachusetts. Um, I bought it about two years ago now, a little over two years ago now um right before right before the pandemic so good time in there but um it's other than that it's been it's been pretty good and just firing on all cylinders and getting through it so prior to buying the shop did you work at that shop as a technician or did you come from another shop and acquire that shop no actually i didn't i came all the way from texas um from so from texas to massachusetts and um i had been looking for for a shop in texas for a while um my whole professional automotive career had been in Texas. I'd been down there for ever since I left uh, or graduated high school um, in 2003. Um, I went to Texas State and then started working there um, as an automotive technician to kind of pay for pay for college. Um, so I had always had a dream of opening a shop in Texas, but <clears throat> for whatever reason, you know, a few things came and went, didn't really pan out. Um, and then, um, you know, my sister kind of out of the blue sent me a listing of a, <clears throat> a shop that was for sale in, in Massachusetts. And um, just one of those crazy things that, you know, that the shop owner was super motivated to sell. And, you know, he uh, he kind of asked me, you know, if I wanted to fly up and, and check out the shop. And, you know, I kind of thought he was joking, but I said, sure, why not? I'll fly up there this weekend. Um, and then shoot, it went by so fast. I mean, next thing I knew I was, <laughs> he was handing me over the keys. So, so it was wow, pretty- that's, that's quite a leap from Texas to Massachusetts, like culture shock, isn't it? It was, it was pretty, it was pretty dramatic. And, um, it was definitely, it definitely took a little while getting used to, um, my wife who's, um, who helps me out in the office. She's from California um so so definitely yeah a little bit of a <laughs> yeah, culture shock for her as well um, right on so so tell me about the the process of acquiring the shop you know you said you flew up to go visit the shop owner and before you knew you had the keys but what's the process like for a shop owner or a technician who's looking to buy a shop what was the process you went through in order to acquire the shop 
Well, you know what? It was a, um, it was definitely, it was definitely for me, kind of a, a whirlwind. Um, you know, we, I kind of, like I said, I, I mean, I had been looking for a shop uh, for a while. So I kind of had that mindset of, of, of what I was looking for. I was looking for a smaller shop. Um, I was looking for um, repair only. I wasn't looking to do it, you know, any body work or anything like that. Um, and, you know, you know, looking for a shop with a good reputation. Um, but mainly, like I said, I was in Texas and there was a couple of shop owners in Texas um, that I almost, you know, purchased a shop from. But uh, for whatever reason, you know, they kind of got cold feet or, or, or whatever. But uh, when I bought, uh, when I was looking in this process of buying the shop here in Massachusetts, you know, the the owner just was ready to get out. You know what I mean? He, he, he wasn't playing around. He had all his ducks in a row and he was kind of um, also mutually um, surprised that, you know, I was, I was ready to, to buy as well. Um, but um, you're never really prepared. I mean, this was my first stab at it, you know, and everybody told me that, you know, jumping from a, being a technician to a shop owner is, is a, is a big step. You know what I mean? And I, I think, um, four or five years ago when I thought, you know, I was ready to, to start a shop. I think look back now and I'm <laughs> thinking, you know, I might've been a little naive, you know, thinking that I was ready at that point. But um, then again, I don't know that I was really ready two years ago either. I was, <laughs> I wasn't ready for, for the pandemic. I wasn't ready for, you know, the, the technician shortage, um, you know, so, so those yeah. things, um, those kind of obstacles that you're not, you're not never really ready for them. You just kind of jump in, in the deep end and, you know, sink or swim. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, getting married or having children, you know, it's like, yep. uh, you just, you don't know until you know. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's a good analogy. Having yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so talk about going from tech to owner, like what's the mindset shift like when you have to, you know, change those two roles? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, we're tremendously busy um, lately. Um, even right, even today was just <laughs> insane. We were so busy today. Um, and you have to wear um, so many hats as a technician, even just, you know, um, you know, you're running around thinking about what kind of parts you need to order, what, you know, you're going to talk to the service writer about and all these kinds of things. And then you add being a, shop owner i mean it just um you know i still turn wrenches um right now um you know just because i'm still looking for a technician to help me out so um you know i run around like a chicken with my head cut off all the time and it's there's never a moment where you know i'm not thinking about you know what's you know big picture for the shop you know what i mean so that's it's really difficult and it kind of stretches you thin and i think that um, if you don't have that mental endurance or mental, um, you know, ability just to be, I think my ADD really, it plays into it. Um, I'm so hyper and, and all over the place. Like my mind is always running, you know, a million miles a second, it seems like, um, which didn't really do translate well for, you know, my college um career but um you know it, it did it fits really good in with um you know being a shop owner where you know you're doing a brake job or you're diagnosing a, a no starter you're doing this but your mind is also at the same time um oh i need to have a meeting with so and so i need to talk to them about this so 
um, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. I wouldn't say it's for everybody. And, and, um, I know that the shop owner before me, um, of this shop said I was crazy for, for, for continuing to turn wrenches while being a shop owner. You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot to, to take on. Um, but you kind of do both at the same time. I can't think of a day that it was one or the other, you know what I mean? It's not like you're turning wrenches, um, thinking about just the car you're working on and then stopping and then putting on your owner hat and talking to a customer. It's like, you almost have to be doing both simultaneously, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. And, it's, and it's a bit of a progression, you know, because when you're a brand new business owner, you are going to be doing everything. You'll be turning the wrenches, you'll be doing the books, you'll be ordering the parts. Uh, there's so much to, to ownership where you do have to be involved heavily in the day to day initially before, you know, before too long, then you can eventually, you know, add technicians, add service writers, add people in various positions. But in the beginning, yeah, it really is just you and the shop. Yeah. Absolutely. And hopefully, like you're saying, you can hire yourself out of the those those. Yeah. Positions. And that's, that's, that's the ultimate goal, kind of to work yourself out of the position. But did you inherit any technicians when you purchased the shop or did you have to bring your own? Man, so here we man, I think that I, you know, um, you know, the, the, the pandemic really played into so much of, of when I got started and it's almost hard, difficult to 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 you know, kind of separate what was normal and, you know, taking over a shop and what just happened as a consequence of the pandemic. And I think that um, um, when I did buy the shop, there was two technicians there. And, um, you know, the idea was, you know, to keep them, you know, and we kind of had that meeting, but, you know, the pandemic hit and um, one of them was a younger guy who his wife was expecting a baby. Um, and she kind of had, you know, very very big concerns about her her husband you know working there when she was expecting a baby and and everything like that so he kind of told me pretty quickly um about a, a month into it that he was gonna um gonna take off um and you know just you know stay home or something like that I kind of never heard from him again um and then the other technician kind of stuck around and we were kind of you know um you know, trying to work, work, work through it, you know, at, at first we were, you know, boom, boom and bust. I mean, it was like one week we were just, everybody was trying to get their car worked on the next week. It was just crickets. You know what I mean? So we were kind of trying to work through that and he kind of was working half days for a while. And, um, and then um, I think that it just kind of wore on him a little bit, how that was. And he didn't know if it was, you know, a function of having just taken over the business and he kind of just um, we kind of both mutually decided that you know he was gonna um, go on and look for something else to to do so I was then you know basically by myself and um, hired a, a general service technician at that point um, and he worked out for a little bit and then um, finally I found um, Noah um, who's been with me right now and shoot he's kind of saved my bacon between me and him it's <laughs> we kind of do everything so um so yeah I, I couldn't do it without Cynthia my wife and without you know Noah there it's shoot I don't know what I what I do I mean speak to that a little bit I mean you know we talk a lot about labor shortages in the industry mm -hmm. lack of technicians like I mean as a new business owner like 
how, how stressful was that for you to have to oh, look for new technicians on a regular basis? <laughs> it was extremely stressful. It, and it's, and shoot, it still is, you know, I think I kind of came to um, peace with it a little bit that I wasn't going to find a, you know, a, a, a level technician. Um, you know, I, I wish, I wish that I could find somebody to, to do the diag that, you know, I have to do by myself. Diag is such a, um mentally um strenuous and you need to be so focused to do diagnostic work i mean anybody you know can really throw a starter in um you know what i mean and and be thinking about 10 things and making phone calls but when you're diagnosing a car man you got to really focus on on things you got to remember where you left off where your wiring diagram was leading you and all kinds of things like that um so that is a position that I really would love to have somebody, you know, that I could hand off to somebody. But um, we had a number of, maybe a number of people kind of come in and they weren't really a good fit for the shop. I mean, I'm, I'm looking for somebody who can kind of have that mentality that we have of just being really, um, you know, customer oriented and stuff like that. So um, I I didn't, man, I, I've hired a few guys and some of them were kind of trying to leverage a position somewhere else, which was unfortunate, but, um, um, you know, it, it just wasn't a good fit and I didn't want to just bring in anybody, you know what I mean? Um, me, Noah and Cynthia have such a good, um, team, <laughs> team family, you know, kind of, um, relationship that, I didn't want to, you know, ruin it by having just any any geek off the street come in and just kind of um, just be there to, you know, be a warm body and kind of, I don't know, you know, we're really small, just three bays, you know, in a little office. So, you know, I didn't want to ruin the the magic, you know what I mean? So um, still looking for that guy, you know, I kind of just said, hey, you know what, instead of trying to, you know, shoot for the moon um, and just have this just amazing, you know, um, you know, car count or whatever it mean, what might be. I said, Hey, you know what, let me just kind of step back, kind of focus on my team now, um, kind of invest in them as much as I can, anything they ask from me, let me just put it into these, um, two individuals, um, rather than, you know, just, just kill myself trying to find a technician that I can, you know, may or may not work for the shop um atmosphere and then um you know put it into him and and try to then grow the the business you know what i mean yeah so i kind of sacrificed growth and car count and um you know the, the business where you know right now we just do everything every car that we come in you know we're that comes in the shop where you know i can say that i feel pretty good about how it leaves you know no, and, and you hit a lot of really important points. Uh, one being that it's important to be selective, even when you're small, mm -hmm. you know, even when you're just getting started off, it's very important to choose the right teammates because, you know, you talk about being in a, a tight atmosphere, a three-bay shop, you know, three people in the shop. I mean, one person with a bad attitude or the wrong oh, yeah. character can completely undo everything. So you want to make sure that you choose, you know, the right people on your staff. And with that, I wanted to ask you, like, what is the culture that you're building? Tell me a little bit about that. Man, you know, that's, that's kind of a, that, that's kind of a, a really good question. And I think that that really plays into why I wanted to be a shop owner in the first place. Um, um, I worked at a lot of shops in Texas, um, everything from, you know, performance, I worked at the dealership, I worked at um, a diesel shop, I worked at um, 
what else you know just a general automotive stuff i you know I, I was all over the place you know what i mean um i worked at a body shop for a while um just kind of i really wanted to know what was out there in the industry and i think you know you know at the time i was you know kind of concerned kind of chewing on my fingernails trying to find a shop that you know would really fit me but looking back i think it was so so critical for me to have that experience just because um, there's so much out there in in the industry. I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, um, I, I think that's what I love so much about the industry is that there's so many aspects of it. And I really, you know, taking from all those experiences, I said, you know what, you know, I want to be um, customer oriented. I really want to um, develop relationships with my customer. Um, I worked at um, a couple of shops that were, you know, top level in 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 Austin, Texas, and some of them are in you know, you probably have had them in your, in your magazine there, you know what I mean? And, um, they were just tremendous. Um, they were all about, um, sales and all about big numbers and all about, you know, you know, different demographics and stuff like that. And I really appreciate those shops because I really learned a lot about how to optimize certain things, but I also realized that there's a certain there, you know, when you're shooting for, numbers and stuff like that um certain things kind of get kind of suffer and kind of um get left on the wayside um in terms of um morale in terms of you know technician um retention and things like that and i said you know what i'm not i'm never when i do open up my own shop um i'm gonna try and of course <laughs> you know a little bit naive here um you know i'm gonna you know never sacrifice um you know, the, the, the ethos of what our shop is and, and, um, you know, what we stand for and, you know, the family atmosphere for, for, for big bucks, you know what I mean? I, you know, I've, I've never been, you know, one of those guys that need to have a flashy car or, or whatever it might be, but, um, you know, I just wanted to have a shop that, you know, I could stand behind my work. I could be proud of it. I could be proud of the shop in general, and I could be proud of my guys. And, and I think right now, <clears throat> I think I really came to, to terms with that and um you know i just kind of reeling it in you know you know kind of kind of um just being sure not to lose sight of um <laughs> which is difficult to do sometimes you know sometimes you do forget and sometimes you do uh kind of um get into get into the mentality of you know i guess um just just pure numbers and i think that uh that's unfortunate sometimes and you have to kind of remind yourself of of what the passion is and you know why you're doing what you're doing you know what i mean which for me is man the love of cars honestly i love i love i love all of it you know what i mean so yeah so I'm, really, I'm really glad for it you know what i mean you can't you can't be as as nimble um as a technician you know what i mean you can't tell your boss the way it's gonna be you know what i mean um, but as a shop owner, man, you, you really sky's the limit, really. Yeah, well, that that's the best part of ownership is that, you know, you get to build the company in your own image. You know, you you've been around, you've been to various shops, you've seen how they run, you've seen the things you liked, you've seen the things you didn't like. And now you're able to take all those experiences and roll them up into something that, you know, looks like you. Mm -hmm. that, re that reflects your values and that gets brought into the community. And then, of course, you know, people respond to that. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, speaking of that, I mean, so talking about numbers, I know that, you know, 
numbers isn't everything, but how, I mean, in terms of the shop, I mean, what's your average car count? Like, what are you, how many cars are you guys pushing through on a, a monthly basis? Oh man, it's, you know, you know, we have, we have days like, like today where, you know, you do, shoot, you do like 18 cars and stuff like that at a, you know, three bays, um, you know, and, and, <laughs> and just fly by the seat of your pants. And that's, you know, we have a lot of those days that we, you know, think, you know, I'm really grateful for them that you're just flying around, um, um, doing all sorts of things, but, you know, we, we do stay super busy, but then there have been, you know, um, just days or weeks that, you know, kind of gets, gets really slow and, you know, blaming the recession and blaming, you know, whatever it might be. But, um, um, you know, I, I feel like when I was in, in Texas and I was a technician, you know, we always, you know, acted like there was an almanac for for <laughs> for the automotive industry you could tell when you know it was going to get busy and you could tell when it was going to get slow and you could you know kind of read the stars but i feel like um here lately between you know the pandemic and you know um you know the recession and inflation and whatever it might be i feel like all that is right out the window you know what i mean it just you know, i always tell um you know tell Noah you know it's he's like oh man why can't it, it just be smoothly spread it out and I'm like man you you know you we really as technicians we really have to strike while the iron's hot you know what I mean it's just um when there's when there's food to be had man you gotta you gotta stuff your face you know because you don't know what tomorrow is gonna be like so yeah no that's absolutely true and then so talk about I guess lastly I want to talk to you about it like customer acquisition uh you know you as a brand new shop owner you know, how did you go about acquiring customers? Because you, you talked about the idea of buying a shop that had a good reputation. And I assume that, you know, Mr. Boudreaux had sold you a shop that was, you know, very reputable going mm -hmm. into it. Um, you know, how did you continue to acquire customers beyond what was already inherited? You know, that's a, that's a good question. And that's, um, that's, that's something that I'm still kind of, um, you know, working out. I mean, uh, um, the town of Holliston is a, is a small town. Um, very, very word of mouth. I mean, the shop, uh, Mike Boudreaux, um, opened the shop in 1972. So there's a lot of history there. Um, you know what I mean? So he had his own kind of, um, methodology and he had a, he had an older customer base, which I think was, was pretty tough for us. Um, just because a lot of the older, um, customers weren't driving as much. Um, you throw the pandemic into it and shoot, they weren't driving at all. Um, so we, you know, that was, that was pretty tough for us there at the beginning, but, um, you know, word of mouth is just so huge. And I think that, um, you know, I think that that's something that I push for so much. And, and I, that's why I think that our level of, of the quality of work, um, I, I'm so, um, you know, I, I weigh so heavily. I, I, I think it's so important for us to just put out a really good, um, job. Um, and I think that that's really helped us a lot. You know, that, that has gotten us good, great reviews. It's gotten us a lot of, you know, younger, young, uh, younger crowd. I mean, we, all of our new customers, which we probably get one or two a week, um, they're, they're younger, you know, the younger generation, you know, you're talking about thirties and twenties uh, and thirties, um, which, you know, and, and our Instagram, you know, that, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you're familiar with is, has been huge for us. I mean, it's just, you know, people love seeing that we're really pushing for the younger crowd. And there's a, you know, a lot of young families in Holliston that, um, 
they come to us and we're like, we all, the first question we ask a new customer, how'd you hear about us, you know, and stuff like that. And they say, oh, I Googled you guys and, you know, your, your reviews are incredible. And, you know, everybody has so many nice things to say. And I think that's just by, you know, just being a, a, a good person, working hard and, and kind of having the, the, the workmanship, the craftsmanship to, to back it up. So I think that that's, that's what we really, that's what we really shoot for. That's what, okay. that's what I really shoot for. All right. And so as a, as a new shop owner, you know, what keeps you up at night? <laughs> the silliest things, the silliest things, man. Uh, that's a, you know, I always said, um, if you're honest and if you're fair, and again, this is my, my naive, uh, my naiveness, you know what I mean? It was, if you're fair and you're honest, you'll be able to sleep soundly at night. And that's completely <laughs> a lie that has not been true for me, um, you know, because I, I do everything as honestly and as fairly as I can. And I still will wake up in the middle of the night um, just thinking, oh, man, did I order that for so and so? Did I did I call, you know, did I forget to call somebody? You know what I mean? Um, did I order, you know, it's just the, the silliest things will just wake me up in the middle of the night. And and it's unfortunately, it happens all the time. You know what I mean? And I, and I think it's gotten better. Um, you know, when I first took it over, I was just constantly thinking about, you know, did I do this right? Did I do that right? Um, did I contact that customer? Did I, did I feel good about the way that they left? Um, were they happy with their experience? But um, I think it's gotten better. I mean, it's just, I, I think it's just a, a just 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 part of taking over a shop and, and a new venture um but um yeah. yeah those are the the kind of the silly things I, that's hilarious that you asked me that question because <laughs> sometimes i wonder myself why am i awake thinking about um uh brake cleaner or something like that it's just so silly but <laughs> all right so let me ask you a, let me ask you a true or false question all right yeah. so as as an owner you know they they always say that people who are entrepreneurs, you know, they have this tendency to want to just throw in the towel almost on a daily basis. They get so frustrated, you know, they, they love the business, but they struggle with it at the same time. Do you feel like that's, do you feel like that's a very true statement that for the most part, if, you know, if you're, if you're doing it right and you're going hard every day, that there's part of you that just says, man, what in the world am I doing? Absolutely. That's a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent true. And it's so pertinent to my, to my day to day. I mean, I'm, um, uh, I still, you know, work on cars every day. Um, I remember, you know, when I was, I was first getting into the industry, um, uh, you know, this guy hired me and he was a young shop owner. And I literally asked him that question that you asked me. I said, man, you know, and he was thinking about opening another shop. And I, I said, hey, how do you feel about you know, what you do. And he goes, he goes, Daniel, there's days that I feel like I could, I'm on top of the world and I could open 10 shops. And then there's days that I say, why the heck did I do this to myself? You know what I mean? And it's, it's so true. I mean, you know, there's, there's highs and there's lows. Um, you kind of have to roll with the punches, you know, the good, the, you know, focus on the good, forget about the bad. Um, because yeah, I mean, not every day is a, a peachy and, you know, even as a technician, man, you know, shoot, we have, we have hard days, you know, we have cars that just drag us through the mud and, you know, you have to be able to, um, to shake it off and onto the next car. I mean, you can't let it, you know, eat at you and you can't let it bring you down. I mean, it's just, cause if you do, you're just spreading that poison all, all over the place. You know what I mean? It just really brings down morale. And I have, you know, customers that, you know, unfortunately are difficult, 
Um, but you know, the next customer that walks through the door, he doesn't care about that. And he doesn't need to know about that. You know, you gotta be smiling and just be ready to, to help them. So, um, great question, very pertinent to what we do every day. Um, you know what I mean? And it's, 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 um, it's that it's, you know, it's a gut check, but it's, you know, the reality of the, the industry. Yeah. And so lastly, uh, you know, what, uh, what excites you about being a shop owner? Like what, like when you get out of bed in the morning, like what do you look forward to in your job? Man, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, I was watching, you know, some, some technicians, um, talk, get, you know, in talking about, you know, where the industry is headed. Um, there's a lot of naysayers right now that, you know, kind of saying that, you know, the industry is, you know, doomed or, you know, the, the technician short is just, just horrible. And, you know, there's just so much wrong with the industry and, you know, you know, electrification is, is horrible and the internet is bad for business and stuff like that. But, um, you know, they were just hitting some really good points that, you know, um, you know, the, you know, the industry is really, you know, what we make of it, you know what I mean? The industry is technicians like, you know, uh, you and me that are, are, you know, passionate about the industry and stuff like that. And it's just, it's just a mindset and it's just morale and it's just how you think about things. Um, you know, yes, the industry is constantly changing, but um, to answer your question, I think that it's changing in, in, in a good direction. You know what I mean? It, it's a lot more focused um you know on 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 just on facts you know what i mean it's not so um intuitive anymore there's a lot more that goes into there's a lot more brain power that it takes um you know what i mean and that kind of excites me you know i, I like the way it's going i like um you know all the these new innovations i like that i never you know know it all and every day i go and i learn I learned something new every single day, every single car, you know what I mean? A better way to do things. And I think that's what really excites me, you know? All right. Well, Daniel, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Absolutely. My pleasure as well. Yeah. And we'll uh, look forward to seeing how you do in the future. All right. Very good. Keep in touch. All right. And that'll do it for us here today at Ratchet & Wrench Radio. May the rest of your day be the best of your day. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>